The Joe Mays and J-Rap Show is brought to you in part by Mays Sandwich Shop, serving delicious hometown favorites to the West Lawn community since 1947. Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, bringing you the latest news and commentary on baseball. The 0-2 pitch, swing and a miss, struck him out! The Philadelphia Phillies are 2008 World Champions of Baseball! Hockey. College football. But now Blackley is going to put it up on first down. He's going for the Mundo. Garrity! Touchdown! And the NFL. The Denver Broncos are world champions. They have just won Super Bowl 50. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Raffoff. Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to the 220th episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my partner in crime, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, it's uh, good to be back. Um, certainly, I'm um, a little better uh, so far this week in terms of NFL games than last week in terms of entertainment value. I know part of our show last week was about how the games weren't as bad as everyone kind of made them out to be, or how everyone would make them out to be, um, but... Still, um, you know, we, we've had some exciting ones, some that at least were kind of like last week where they were close and then they kind of got out of hand. But, uh, you know, definitely plenty to talk about. Oh, for sure. And the one that just ended uh, well, about 20 minutes before the show began obviously had the most drama so far in any of the games. The first seven games, it actually came down to a literal wire ending on a last second field goal. And uh, I'm sure all of you listening have seen it or heard it from now, but the Packers' Mason Crosby hit a 51-yard field goal as time expired to send the Packers to Atlanta for the NFC Championship game, upsetting the number one seed Dallas Cowboys, who were honestly down and out at the beginning of the game, first quarter into the second quarter, um, but they didn't give up and fought back and were able to tie the game on their own 50-yard field goal um, with under a minute to play. Unfortunately, as too many teams have found out over the years, 40 seconds is plenty of time for Aaron Rodgers to make a dent. There's 40 seconds left. The Cowboys are lining up, and I'm saying, I bet they don't call a timeout to ice him here because the Packers are thinking 35 seconds and two timeouts for – Aaron Rodgers is plenty of time to get a field goal. You don't have to touch down. But remember, you know, you've got the Hail Mary, like, King lining up. Um, you know, but then, I'll be honest, after that sack um, on maybe second down, or, yeah, it might have been second down, or I, I'm not exactly sure which down it was, but on the first set of downs uh, for them, you know, you start thinking, oh, man, this this might, might not be the – you know, the ending uh, that you thought you would get with Aaron Rodgers might be going to overtime and, you know, whatever that means, you know, in terms of who wins the coin toss. And But it it didn't end up that way. So. No, it didn't. And um, what a thrilling, thrilling game. Uh, yeah. If you're going to watch one that, this that weekend. That catch by Cooks. And 
Green Bay had a couple of those uh, where the guy, you know, doesn't look like they can make that that play. You know, you figure Aaron Rodgers threw that ball 40 yards because it was a 35-yard catch. He was probably about five yards behind the line of scrimmage. And the guy was down when he caught it. Um, so you figure he threw it 40 yards. He was rolling to his left. You know, that ball's going to fade out of bounds, you know, and he just put it on the money. Right. Like, it, it, that was a heck of a play. Um, you know, three seconds left, I think, when, when he went out of bounds. And they move it to the 35, and then, then they kick the field goal, and they give the Cowboys the timeout, um, which I thought you couldn't call a timeout when the snap was imminent anymore. That might be a college rule. I do not, I do not know. They definitely know, got the timeout in in plenty of time. Right. I, but right, I don't know right. if there's a rule about, right. about I, that or not. I thought they addressed that a couple of years ago in just in terms of like, you can't do it like as now maybe, and you did see on the replay that the guy was running in, but like, um, you know, but then Mason Crosby. So he, he was kind of iced twice because they had the review, which took really long for a play that, when you saw it, it was pretty obvious. Right. Um, and I guess they have to check everything. You can't like, you know, have, you know, the, the sports recap shows showing something that they get wrong later on, like in a huge game, probably going to end up being one of the most watched games of the NFL season. You would imagine when the ratings start coming in tomorrow. Um, but so he was iced kind of there and then they call the timeout and kind of ice him again. And he just drills it again. So, um, you know, he had, Two huge kicks, fifty plus yard kicks, um, and really kind of three uh, in the last uh, fifty or sorry minute and a half of the game. So um, great job from Mason Crosby. I thought it was interesting they brought up how he was kind of the hero this year. Uh, two, I think it was two years ago. He really struggled through the season. It might have been more than that now, but like weren't sure that he was going to still be the kicker there. Uh, that's the kind of struggle right. he was having, missing extra points. And it might have been before they were moving the extra points back. Like it was, it was a bad year for Mason Crosby just a couple of years ago, and um, he, he certainly is is among the heroes of that game uh, for the Packers today. Everyone knew when Crosby lined up for the fifty-one yarder that he had the leg for that because right. earlier in the game he hit a fifty-six yarder, which I believe is a career long. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think actually they said that when right. he was lining up for the 51 yarder that he previously hit a 56 yarder right. earlier in this well, quarter, and that's and that's a huge risk because Dan Bailey can kick a 56 yarder. I know they were talking about his like career long, but I mean, if you've watched him kick this year, you know he has the leg to make probably a 60 plus yarder. Now I'm not saying he's going to make it with 20 yards to spare, but he's been booming the ball and he's been super accurate all year. So they're kicking like. If if they miss, this is with a minute and a half left when it's a tie game at 28. If they miss, Dallas gets the ball and only needs like 15 yards before they'd have a chance at a, at right. a field. They'd probably need 20 or so to get, quote unquote, within range. But so you're like, oh, my gosh. Like, but I mean, you have to go for it. You can't like kick it. You know, you can't punt. Like, I don't know what else you do, but it's a huge there's a lot of pressure on that kick. The Cowboys really battled, though. They were down 21-3 oh to three in the second quarter before they got a big touchdown pass from well, Prescott to Bryan, and Bailey hit a field goal near the end of the half. And and then and then in, even in the beginning of the second half, um, you know. Well, the third quarter started with the Jared Cook touchdown from Aaron right, Rodgers. Right. Well, I guess didn't I shouldn't say started. That happened before the Cowboys got any points right. on the board. But then, like, the Cowboys come down, and they look to – like, they throw a pick, and – Aaron Rodgers goes down the field and then he throws a pick. And they were borderline field goal range there. That would have made it an 18 point lead instead of a 15 point lead. Um, just one of those things. And it's like, oh man, 
Cowboys get the ball, come back, and score a touchdown. So you exchange interceptions, but the Cowboys get a touchdown off of their right. you know turnover that they caused, and the and the uh, Packers didn't get any points off of theirs. And I couldn't help but think that later in the game that that wasn't going to have an effect on the outcome. Like those kinds of mistakes this late in the season in the playoffs. Usually those things come back to get you and they almost got the Packers, you know, and it's crazy because Aaron Rodgers played a heck of a game and he, he threw, but that, that one play and I know he was yelling at the receivers a lot in the second half, but like that one play, like, I don't know what he wanted. If he wanted the receiver to come in, that guy was going to crush him and do whatever. Like if he throws it deep, like the receiver was wide open. If he throws that ball over the top, the one that got picked. Right. Um. So I, I don't know, but I don't know what the, what exactly was happening there. But either way, you know, Dallas came storming back. Like you said, it's, I mean, it's kind of crazy. This is kind of just an overview. Dallas lost the first game of the season. Then the last two. Um, now the, I'm not, I'm not saying the Eagles straight up beat the Cowboys. I know the, the Cowboys had nothing to play for in that game. They started pulling guys. Like I'm not saying like, but it's just, Go ahead. It's, gotta, gotta it's, leave good, us. it's good for our ratings if you uh-huh. start to go well, Eagles homer on us. Hey, well, I'm just – it's got to be a, a sour feeling for them, you know, because there were – packed between those three losses are 13 wins. Right. <laughs> like, it wasn't – this isn't – this wasn't the 10-6, and six, you know, wild card that, you know, won a – you know, no, this is the team that everybody's saying, oh, can a rookie win the Super Bowl? Can a rookie win the Super Bowl? You know, and honestly, the the offensive line in the first half, they were fine, but they didn't they didn't look like the great. Well, now in the second half, they took over. Elliott they, they ran dominating. for 125 yards. Prescott threw for three over over 300. He had three touchdowns. He had one pick, but so did Rogers. Right. You know, at the beginning of the game, Dallas looked overmatched, um, yeah. and some of it was a little bit of jitters from Prescott. We weren't seeing some of the things we saw earlier in the season from him, but. As the game wore on, we saw what we had become accustomed to from him, and right. he wasn't making the huge mistakes, or he was actually hitting his oh. receivers. I mean, he he led drives in the fourth quarter when it mattered. Right. You know, he got um, what you two know, he, touchdowns and a field goal. He really reminded me today a lot, more so today than I feel like when I watched the other games this season. That might be me; it might not be his style of change, but he reminded me so much of Russell Wilson today. Just in the, I can run, I can burn you with a run, but I'm gonna pass to beat you. Unless like I have no other options, and then I run and get eleven yards, and I get twelve yards and slide down. You know, like he's not running like it is a you know a bad reference, but he's not running like Michael Vick, where he's just like back there tuck it and run after one read or something. You know, like he's back there. He's gonna he can throw it, he can pass on you, but if he has to, he's gonna run and hurt you there too. So just kind of interesting, for sure. Um, so the Cowboys season comes to an end. I, I, this was a tough game to pick. I think it could have gone either way, and I think that you know says something about the strength of both teams because we knew how hot the Packers were coming right. into it. Right. And to say a team that's had one entering this game seven in a row, you know, could right. be the underdog. They were like five lose. and a half point underdogs, which kind of surprised me. Like, well, I, you know, I'd say two to three home field. Absolutely. So, so like a. They were, yeah. I'd say Dallas was maybe two, three point favorite straight up or a neutral. If you would have told me though that you were going to have to score, well, you see the the winning score in theory could have been in the twenties. Uh, actually, no. What it ended up being thirty four, thirty one, didn't it? If you would have told me before the game that the 
that the game was going to end up in the 30s, I would have told you that favors the Packers a lot. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you told me the game was decided in the 20s or less, like, I think the, the Cowboys did would have done really well. I think the Cowboys made some great adjustments on defense. Um, but, uh, you know, I got to kind of go on the radio. I heard Aaron Rodgers had made the statement this week that, like, what they have to avoid is a slow start because, you know, they've had slow starts in the last few like playoff games and they can't afford to have that. And well, they avoided that today. And that was probably the difference because if they get off to a slow start and are more even with Dallas at halftime, now I know you can't say how things would have played out, but Dallas seemed to get things clicking late in the second quarter. And then, you know, it was just, no, that's, that's a tough one for Dallas. This isn't one of those, you know, Dallas team from a few years ago where they, you know, like you said, they play enough to earn a wild card spot or they might sneak into the division crown winning only 10 games. Oh, this is a this team is a that team... was able to sit guys week 17 because yeah. they had the one seed well, locked up. And they're built for the long run because right. none of their, you know, players that mean a lot to them are leaving. Right. Like their starting line or at least the, the majority of the big name guys that get all the hype and praise, they're under like 28. Yeah, uh, some of them, most of them, I think, are under twenty six, which is crazy to think about. Yeah. Um, now you have Dak Prescott just drafted this past year, Zeke Elliott just drafted this past year. So if they can shore up some holes, uh, well, primarily on defense, well, which they can because they're so well stacked on offense, they can invest some high draft picks. Well, relative, not they don't have the fourth pick this year because they did better, right. but like you know they're going to be drafted in the twenties somewhere, but. They can take, you know, defensive guys, and and that'll be that'll be interesting. Um, because if they can put together um, a, a more solid defense uh, with their offense that they have now, kind of continue to build, it'll could could be scary for a little while. Packers going to Atlanta because the Falcons were Which, able to. For the record, it kept bothering me. They kept saying yesterday. Now every now and then they'd correct it, but I'd say for every. Four times they said it, three of those were incorrect. They kept saying, last game in the George Dome. And I'm like, that's not decided yet. Right. Like that, I understand what they're saying because on air, like they won't have the chance to like pop up today and be like, oh, that was the last yeah. game. Like I get By that. By the way. But they, like every now and then somebody would correct them. You could tell like a producer's getting in their ear saying, no, potentially the last game. Right. Because it all depends. Like now there's another game. It's right? helpful when you have that. Yeah. So Atlanta, the two seed, took care of the Seattle Seahawks, thirty-six to twenty, in a high-scoring affair. Uh, Atlanta led nineteen to ten at halftime. Seattle actually got on the board first, scoring the fir- game's first touchdown to lead seven nothing in the first quarter. But the Seahawks defense um, battling injuries. Obviously, we know the big one being Earl Thomas not playing over the last month plus of the season, and as well in the playoffs, uh, he had some things to say, which we'll get to in a bit um, yeah. following the game. But the Falcons' high-flying offense took care of business. You know, I think they have been scoring mid-30s to low-40s almost every game <laughs> um, the last at least half of the season. Yeah, this isn't the Falcons team from earlier in Matt Ryan's career. <laughs> like, not, no. not to just put it on him, but this, is, this team's different. And they, you know, even with Seattle not being the same defense, they just... They just carved through them, man. Like it, whew. 
It was it was impressive. It was impressive. Yeah, they scored at least other than their were actually right before since they're by, they've scored their lowest scoring is twenty eight points. When they lost to Kansas City, which was a great game. That was a great game. Yeah. 28-29. Yeah. Kansas City won that game on December 4th. So that's still our lowest output, 28 points. Um, they put up 38 against the Cardinals, 42 against the Rams, 41 against the 49ers, 33 against the Panthers, 38 against the Saints. And then we saw just yesterday putting up 36 against the Seahawks. Um, so I'd expect to see some fireworks next weekend in the Georgia Dome. When Green Bay comes to yeah, town. Yeah, I was going to say to you, what do you think the over-under is going to be set at in that game? My 60? Guess, I was going to say 65. They're going to be even higher. Wow. Yeah. I mean, well, you we just saw the 63 Cowboys, and a half, 35-28. Packers like, scored 65. Right. So I think you get, I bet the over-under is like 63. That's my, that's a guess. I'm obviously not 70. employed by Vegas. 70. 38-35 <laughs> final. There we go. But who wins? Nobody who knows. knows. <laughs> yeah, that that's going to be an interesting game. Um, yeah, it, whereas the Falcons were able to kind of, I know Julio Jones left early with you know kind of sprained toe, and he's he's had been battling foot injuries all year. Um, I said to someone yesterday, like watching the, when I was watching, like it wouldn't completely surprise me if like yeah it hurts, and they were just like we've got this in the bag. You go into the locker room and like start your treatment. You know what I mean? Like just check to make sure you didn't do anything more and you're going to start the treatment and you'll be good to go. Like that's kind of my thought, but I, I don't obviously know exactly. Um, I, it was kind of interesting um, in the first drive of the game, uh, Seattle was able to run the ball, um, but then that got shut down in a hurry. Um, while both of these teams next week, the Falcons and Packers, can certainly throw all over the place, it'll be interesting to see if one team, and I would expect Atlanta to be able to be able to run the ball better than uh, yeah. Green Bay. I, well, they got to. It's going to be interesting and... what kind of dynamic that is because if Green Bay sits back in zone like they did a lot today, when they you know when they thought there were going to be passes coming, it's going to be interesting if. Atlanta uses Tevin Coleman and Devontae Freeman and just run, you know, like, and make them come up and then use guys like Julio Jones and all that stuff. Green Bay had more injuries in their secondary again today. They're really banged up. Like, Green Bay has, they've had this incredible winning streak, but they're getting banged up and more and more banged up. And yeah, I think they said before the game that part. Jordy Nelson has already been not cleared for next week, not even this week, but oh, wow. he's out next week too. That doesn't surprise now, me. I don't know. Like, that's. It's odd though that they would make that distinction so early, unless he's, unless like honestly, unless they were like he's out until the Super Bowl, you know, or out definitely until the Super Bowl. Possible. I guess that's essentially it's what they're possible saying. But he went that direction. But I, I don't know. Like it would have to be really bad at that point. You know what I mean? So the biggest thing that stands out to me is we know the Falcons can run the ball and they have two yeah. backs that can do it. And Tevin Coleman and Devonte Freeman Freeman is their usual go-to guy, but Coleman is their kind of mix it up and lightning guy. And he averaged five yards of carry against the Seahawks. Meanwhile, the Seahawks are supposed to be known for their running style. Thomas rolls, like you said, got off strong, but then, then they finished with 34 that. yards. Their leading rusher was Russell Wilson with 49 yards. I mean, that's a good average over eight yards, a, a rush, but, 
Aaron Rodgers you know isn't what that Russell means. Wilson. That means you're down a lot and they're dropping into deep zones and you're just running. You know, like they're not even covering underneath and you're just running as your receivers are already 20 yards downfield, which is exactly what happened in the second half of, last, of that game yesterday. So it'll be interesting to see, um, man, what a game that'll be in Atlanta, the actual last game in the Georgia Dome. Um, but when you have an offensive formations that featured Devontae Freeman and Julio Jones, and then you throw in the contributions from Gabriel and Sanu. Right. Well, they had they had nine guys catch a ball, eight who caught at least two, and everybody caught 14 or more. Or, or sorry, 10 yards or more. Like So they spread it around so much. It's it's insane. Um, yeah. It's... Yeah. Like, they, they've got a ton of weapons. They've And they've got... It's not like... Some teams have a lot of guys that are good, but nobody that's great. No, they've got Julio Jones, you know, arguably the best wide receiver. Certainly one of the best wide receivers. They've got Sanu, who I think if you would... Like I, I know it's not as simple as this, but you know Cincinnati always seemed like they were a weapon short this year. Um, you know he was there, has moved on. Um, he, he had a big game yesterday. It, and like you said, they've got the running backs who can both run it and they can both catch out of the backfield. They're primed and they seem fairly healthy. It'll be, it'll be int- That'll be an interesting game. Like I, I'll be intrigued to see how that goes. Um, I don't know. I I hesitate to believe that Atlanta can actually get it done just because I've seen I've seen it a lot, but this Atlanta team just seems so different than the Atlanta teams we are we're used to watching. Atlanta made it to the NFC Championship 4 years ago and the after the 2012 season, uh they were also or they were the number 1 seed that year and that was one of those And who they beat to get there? Right, and that's what I was getting to. They they beat Seattle to get there. Uh, thirty to twenty-eight in, in an exciting game, but then they fell to San Francisco at the Georgia Dome, twenty-eight twenty-four. Um, conversely, New England was also in the AFC Championship that game and was upset by Baltimore, which was a bit of their kryptonite. The Patriots and, sometimes have a tough time with the Ravens. And this is crazy. Who did New England beat to get to that AFC Championship game? Houston, Houston. <laughs> forty-one to twenty-eight. Now, Baltimore is not... Parody in the NFL is dead, (laughs) but go on. Um, Baltimore is not sitting there across from New England. We don't know who's sitting across from them right now because the Kansas City-Pittsburgh game uh, for the right to play the Patriots is going as we speak. Last I knew, the Chiefs were up 7-3 to in the first quarter. But it'll be interesting to see if one of those teams can go to New England and upset the Patriots and sit down a showdown with the winner of Packers Falcons. Uh, before we move on to the New England Houston game, what do you think the outcome of Packers Falcons will be? I'm gonna pick the Falcons. Um, I honestly, I I am, sh- I'm not sure, but just like, um, you know, trying to be self-aware. Like generally, when I I don't care who wins, I usually end up settling in and rooting for someone. Just that's just my personality. Now, obviously, not with the same passion that I would a team that I have like more ties to. But I honestly don't know who I'll who I'll root for in the game. It might be Atlanta. 
Um, for as much as the history of the show where I've kind of ripped on Matt Ryan as we felt like he's overrated and gotten too much, like he's looking I, good this year. I feel <laughs> like he's different. I feel like this is the guy like that that is getting it done, which is means they're surely to lose this game. <laughs> right. But but no, like, I understand. No, what you're but saying. you know like watching them now, watching that team now, it just seems different. I don't know if it's the style that they have, the head coach personality. I don't mean that against was it Mike Smith Mike that Smith, was there. Yeah. Like I don't I don't know. But this they've got a guy as a head coach who is a proven winner as a coach. Not not the head coach, he was a coordinator, but like he was getting it done in Seattle. With Seattle um, who they beat in twenty twelve. Right, right. So like I, I just feel like this team is is built a little differently. We saw the defense play better. Now Seattle's offense has struggled, you know, on and off throughout the season. Um but <sighs> I just think this team's different. I think Green Bay, while a great run, I feel like the injuries and just the wear of all this has to catch up at some point. Uh, maybe not. You know, may, maybe they'll be able to keep it rolling. But you know, also, you know, they'll travel to Dallas. They'll travel back. Atlanta gets the extra day. Not that one day makes the biggest difference, but when you get the extra day and you have a lot, you know, two less trips to make during that time. It's just, you know, I, I don't know. I think all those little things start to just add on. And I just, I don't know. I, I think Atlanta gets it done. So I'm, I'm going to pick Atlanta. Um, I don't, I don't really know like rooting interest, you know, maybe I'll wait for somebody to say something stupid from one of the teams and <laughs> right? root for someone else. But, uh, you know, yeah, I'll kind of go with Atlanta if I, if I had to pick right now. I would my my rooting interest is the Falcons only because it's been longer since they last won. Well, honestly, like, that's part of it. That you know, I'm just like I, I don't really mm. have. I used to not like the Packers, but that was because of who their quarterback was. Oh yeah, Bobby Bristol. No, I don't <laughs> yeah, even know if he ever played totally. for the Packers. Um, I don't really have anything against the Packers now. Um, I just I would be pulling for the if the if the Packers win, it probably depends on who they're playing. If it's the Patriots, I'm obviously pulling for the Packers. Um, if the Falcons win, there's a yeah. good chance I'll be pulling for the Falcons. Um, but in this game, I'm cheering for Atlanta to win, just because it's been nearly 20 years since they've been there. So, right. why, you know, why not? Um, I also think they are going to win. I, I'll pick Atlanta, and I'm actually going to go with our over-under over, over under talk. I'm going to go 38-35. Okay, so, so... 73 points. I'm going to go... And I'm I'll actually I'm go, gonna go thirty five twenty eight. Okay, Atlanta. And I'll say that it actually is Matty Ice who leads the last minute touchdown drive to win the game. Oh man, that would be incredible. So I hope so. I like not because I want, it, but just like I want a good game. I, I think I'm, it'll I'm be thirty five thirty one with like ninety seconds to go, and Matt Ryan will lead that high flying offense down the field. And they'll score a touchdown with like wow. fourteen seconds to play. Or wow, that, like that would be that would be pretty so, entertaining. You know, hey, why not put it out there? So I have uh, Falcons in the Super Bowl because I think both the, the team we picked to go was the Seahawks at the beginning of the year. Yeah, we both had the Seahawks going. You had the Patriots beating. No, you had the Seahawks beating the Patriots. Right. And I think I had the Steelers beating the Seahawks. I right. think. I think. I don't. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I think you did. But I think that's what we had. So. Um, both of our AFC teams are still alive as of talking right now because my team is playing the Chiefs, and uh, we already know that the Patriots are in the AFC Championship game because they were able to beat, once again, 
the Houston Texans, 34 and to 16. They're the Patriots. <laughs> and they're the Patriots. You just they're chalk them in there. 14 and 2, now 15 and 2 with the playoff victory. They lost one game with Tom Brady, which was to the Seahawks in, in at Gillette, though, wasn't it? That was, yeah. was kind of weird, yeah. that, that loss. Um, but I did see someone point out um, that the Patriots' wins with Tom Brady this year have played like no good quarterbacks or played a bunch of backups. Did yeah. you see that going around? I did not see that. But yeah. like when you think about it, like it it's true. Like try and think of the premier matchups they've had this year. They didn't have many at all. Well, I mean we I mean we can go down it. We can look at the at the New England schedule. Um and you know, the quarterbacks that they faced with Brady um started in week 5 so, against the Browns, which would have been Right. You know, Griffin even if injured, it's a starter, so. counts as a backup. <laughs> so, right, right. and then it was Andy Dalton, who right. you know, average NFL. But then starter. they played Pittsburgh but with without Roethlisberger right, with Landry, I think. Then they played Buffalo, Tyrod Taylor. You know, right. same thing, average. Right. Um, then they lost to the Seahawks. So the one, you know, above average. You know, right. I wouldn't say elite, but a top ten quarterback at right. least in the past. He's fallen off maybe a bit recently. Um, but still has a lot of potential in Russell Wilson. They lost that game. Right. Then they played Kaepernick and the 49ers. Who Kaepernick technically was a backup to start the year. Wasn't a backup that week. Right. But, but he, I mean, he was nothing, nothing right. special. Exactly. He, right, exactly. Um, then they played the Jets, who, was again, it Fitzpatrick. Who, I don't who, even know who who's their quarterback it gonna was. It's a backup at that point. And that, well, they were rotating through however many this year. And they played the Rams and Goff. Right. It was a in, in Goff's second start, I believe. Then they played Flacco, who we all know that, uh, I have no love for Joe Flacco whatsoever, uh, but Baltimore does give them trouble, and they did in this game as well. Right. So I'm, I'm not saying that New England had an easy schedule because we'll get to that in a second. Um, oh, they absolutely did. <laughs> then they beat Denver. You know, Trevor Simeon or Paxton Lynch. Right. The Jets again, and then the Dolphins with Matt Moore. Right. The Tana- now I'm not saying that if Tannehill plays they. The Dolphins win that game by no stretch of the imagination by insinuating that, but they didn't have the opportunity to play with him because of his knee right. injury. So, you know, what is the quality win there? Baltimore? So let's look at how far back do you have to go to ha- play an offense that you would consider good? Like, I know that's a pretty, like... An offense I'd consider good? Yeah, an offense you'd consider good. maybe Baltimore, maybe Baltimore. Maybe. If not, you could argue it's all the way back to Seattle. If you want to consider, consider Seattle well, offense points, and Seattle's so. offense can be yeah. really good. Yeah. But, and if it's before that, it would be Pittsburgh, but they didn't have, they didn't have Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger you could go back to Cincinnati. Well, that's I, that's like, one of the reasons I'm really hoping for a Pittsburgh, New England AFC championship. Game, right. Because I think it, it didn't, they didn't get a Pittsburgh didn't have shot. a fair shot. Now, of course it'll be in New England where the last time it was at Pittsburgh. Um, but you could argue that they didn't face a good offense all year. Yeah, it depends. What Seattle's you, probably the best offense they faced all year. Yeah, it depends what you think. You know, think of Seattle and Baltimore and and Pittsburgh without Roethlisberger. Right. Um, yeah. That, Bu- Buffalo just to be clear, can put up points. Right. Right. Absolutely. And they did shut him out, but of course that wasn't with Brady. Right. That one doesn't that one doesn't count. And and it's kind of. You know, Carson Palmer was probably the best quarterback they faced all year. Right now, Carson Palmer Brady. had a year where everybody's like, maybe Carson Palmer should retire. Right, like <laughs> it. We didn't know that at the time, right. and they won with a backup that that you know. But it's just 
they were 14 and two, just to be clear. Like it's, it's not like they underachieved against the schedule we're, we're talking about right now. It's just, I think how good is this Patriots team is yet to be seen. Um, and you know, just being talked about as like, Oh, they're, you know, well, I think Houston scared them a little bit. Yeah. Well, it was close at half. Right. And it shouldn't have been, <laughs> um, um but, yeah, well, I mean, it was fourteen to thirteen, and then um, Guskowski kicked a field goal near the end of the half, went up seventeen to thirteen, and they kind of rolled in the second half, right. um, took care of business, but and they were able to win on a down night for Tom Brady. That that's probably the maybe the bigger yeah. takeaway. That I don't know that other than when it was cut to fourteen to thirteen, I don't know if it was ever really in doubt at all. It was never in doubt, but right. you started to feel maybe a little bit. Oh boy, what's going on here? Um, but you had a game that what Brady was not, you know, a hundred percent Brady. Um, you know, he threw two interceptions. He was under 50% completion percentage. Right. He only completed 18 of 38 passes. Uh, he had almost 300 yards, but you know, it just wasn't a very Brady like performance. Now they didn't need it. So it didn't come back to bite them. And if it was just a one-time thing, no big deal. But if you have Kansas city or Pittsburgh coming there and Brady plays like that, next week they're not going to the super bowl right and that's the thing like my first instinct is to be like and i saw this written today and i knew i would like you know this this win was a blessing in disguise for the patriots because it's a wake-up billichek is gonna rip them up and down for this performance and he will that's not the part that i'm questioning the part i'm questioning is like my first instinct would be like new england's gonna come out and destroy whoever they play next week just because that's what they do. After a poor performance, they come back and have great performances. That's yeah, well, why they've been so great ago, forever. Kansas City whooped up on them, and the next week they crushed right. the Bengals. Well, it was when everyone talked about how the Patriots are done, and Brady's <laughs> done, and Bilicek, you know, what? A, well, that was not right. I, that was the year they went and won the Super Bowl then. Oh, um, and they beat the Seahawks. Right. So, but this, all I'm saying is like, We've seen that before with Patriots teams. I've seen this movie before. But we haven't we know seen how it, it this ends. year. Like, don't get me wrong. We haven't right. seen it this year. I still expect the Patriots to play much better next week. They're the Patriots. That's what's going to happen. The thing is, though, that I'm saying that based on faith, not based on fact. Like, you know, I can't say for sure they're going to because based on their schedule this year, they haven't had – now, they haven't lost to the bad team, so they haven't had to come back. But, like – Nothing they've done on their schedule makes me think, oh, this is just the powerhouse team. Nothing so far. That's not to say they aren't a powerhouse team. It's just saying like they haven't had the opportunity to show that yet. Now I know people are gonna be like, oh, they're fourteen and two. Well, yeah, but you know what? They're still like they haven't they haven't beat a top level team. They haven't beat a team like of high quality. And people are gonna say, well, they beat the Steelers. The Steelers were without Ben Roethlisberger, who is their most important player. He may – I don't know. You could argue whether he's their best player because Le'Veon Bell is incredible. Um, yeah, but I agree. I mean, like, I think Le'Veon Bell most is their important, probably best can, player, but he's their most valuable player. Absolutely. because He makes that offense right, work. Because without him – and I think Antonio Brown still might not have a touchdown without – actually, he had to have gotten one while Ben was out this year. But, like, before this year, Antonio Brown had never scored a touchdown when Ben wasn't the quarterback. You know, so – He never his, scored a touchdown in the playoffs until – Right, yeah. Well, and this is the first time they've had all three guys available. You know, yeah. so the Steelers are an unknown here, and the Chiefs, again, kind of an unknown. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't. I'm not hating on the Chiefs, but they don't instill confidence in me that they can beat the Patriots whatsoever. 
No. And, and that's why I, your uncle, the Patriots fan, wants, wants the Chiefs to, to see win. the Chiefs. Yeah, right. right. Exactly. He doesn't want to well, see the Steelers because be he knows on paper if, they're if, the ones most likely to beat anyone, the Patriots. If you're anyone, if your team has to go up against one of these teams next week and you're telling me it, you've got Big Ben with the best running back, arguably, in the league, oh, and the best receiver in the league coming to you, or you're going to face Aaron Rodgers, who has Jeremy Macklin, maybe, you know, has a good tight end. Alex Smith. Right. I, I, to me though, the Chiefs kind of remind me of a pseudo Patriots team. Now I yeah. know Alex Smith and Tom Brady are not comparable. I understand sure, that. They are. They're system quarterbacks. The rest of the, <laughs> the rest of the parts I feel are very similar because the Chiefs have a, a stable of running backs they can just rotate in and kind of get production out of, which is the same thing we saw them Patriots. We saw Deion Lewis take over three touchdowns yesterday against the Texans. Uh, it was his first playoff game. He right. hadn't played in a playoff game ever, and he got to do that. Right. And I think he scored both rushing, receiving, and on a return. The Chiefs have like, no-name, get-it-done offensive line. And defensively, there's one or two like big names, but the rest just get the job done. The biggest difference between the two is the quarterback play. While Alex Smith... You know, you hate to use the term game manager, but he's not going to beat you with his arm or his legs. He just generally doesn't make the big mistake, but he's also not going to win you too many games with his talent. He's just kind of there, not making those mistakes. And we've seen quarterbacks win Super Bowls like that before. But when it comes down to it, and this is, you know, my default when we're picking teams at the beginning of the year, if I think teams are going to tie, who do I give the edge to? It always comes to the quarterback. So yeah, it's interesting because looking at this game right now, Steelers have had to settle for three field, field goals. goals. You know, I, I assume that. I don't think. Yeah. Actually, I know they yeah, did because yeah, they, they were at three, three and then they got point. six. Yeah. I didn't know if I missed something based no. on their, you know, uh, the tendency to go Steelers for two. Steelers are, are controlling this game but they're not putting it away. Right. They're and moving at again, will, and then they're choking in the red zone. Like, like the Packers game, when they're up 15 and get forced a turnover and then drive down the field and then turn the ball over, and I'm just thinking, this is bad news. You can't, in the playoffs, you can't you know, give away opportunities to score points. And then Dallas comes out and scores a touchdown, cut it to eight right away, and I'm like, this is bad news. You know, they just... You know, that's a minimum of a 10 point swing there because you figure that if they get the field goal versus, you know, the touchdown, but man, it, it's hard to imagine a playoff game where three times having to kick a field goal instead of score a touchdown. On the other hand, they've only given up seven points, you know, so maybe, maybe their defense is going to come around. And I think this is kind of what we talked about at the beginning of the year where Pittsburgh's offense is going to be incredible. Can their defense get good enough by the end of the year? And I think we both were like, yeah. Like, they're going to struggle at the beginning because they've got some young guys, especially in the secondary. And then, and then they were exposed hurt. early in the year. Ben got hurt, but they were able to – while Ben was hurt and they struggled, I think they lost four in a row or almost maybe five in a row. Maybe four to five or something Yeah, like I think that. they lost four games but didn't win for over five because their bye was in the middle there. Um, the defense – like it started with Miami. Right, the defense started to get better. Yeah, the defense started to get better. 
Yeah, because they, they crushed the Jets, they crushed the Chiefs, which is interesting. Right. They put up 43 They points. got housed by the Eagles, then yeah. they crushed the Chiefs the next Crushed week. the Chiefs, crushed the Jets. Then Miami surprised them. That started Miami's run. But then and they that's lost when the, Ben got hurt. And then Ben got hurt. And next week they played the Patriots, lost, then bye. Then they lose to Baltimore. They lose a thriller to Dallas. Then the, finally they get back up and they beat Cleveland. They beat The losing streak fix the Giants, came, came on the, Bills, the schedule. Bengals. <laughs> Baltimore and Cleveland. So, you know, they ended the year on a run, just like the Packers. You know, yeah. or, or is this going to be a tale of the hot teams at the right time? Is this a destiny for a rematch well, from what, five, six years ago, Packers-Steelers? Some of the Steelers fans that I know, I kept telling them back in, like, October, end of October, I kept saying, this is around that time where the Steelers start, start it and they don't lose again. Same like, thing this as Green Bay. Like, this is the time. And I say that, people are like, oh, you just say that because you, you typically don't like the Steelers. No, I say that because I don't like the Steelers, and I've seen this happen. Like, I've seen it happen too many times. Like, they they do this. They, you know, they'll, like, struggle off and on, you know, show flashes, and then they put it together around Halloween, and they just turn it on. And they do really well the last half of the season, and then they hit the playoffs Really strong, and that's what I think is happening here with the Steelers. Let's take a step back now and talk um, about the Earl Thomas tweet because I just want to get that out there and off my chest because it Earl was Thomas preaching the truth. I pretty much just rolled my eyes. I was gonna actually respond to it on Instagram, but there are already people freaking out about it. So I was like, oh, you know what? I'll put it on the show page. Don't worry about your stats and. I don't care anything about my stats. Well, I mean, you're using facts to support your oh, case. Oh, facts. That's what yes, I, mean. I do care about facts. Yeah. I, yeah. Stats, I thought you meant like like something on Instagram. No, 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 no. I just meant that. like your your facts that are, you're going to use to support your support. logical well, response to this. See, we kind of went through, and that's why like now I'm going to go and defend Patriots and Brady. Because we kind of went through and be like, man, who did I don't the, even know who you are Who anymore. did the Patriots beat? But like what... What um, Earl Thomas put out on Twitter is just stupid because of what he put as the clarifier at the end. And Earl Thomas said, quote, Tom Brady has the easiest route. Put his... Now, to be honest, if he left it there... Right. Okay. Because he's right. They play... Ter- they have... They have if you look at their divisional matchups, like, more times than not, their divisional matchup, they've gotten a team where it's like, I don't know if they really should have been in the playoffs. Right. But he didn't but stop there. He went on to say, "Put his blank, but in our division, in our division, emphasis mine, and see how he does." This is coming from a Seattle Seahawk who play in the NFC West that featured teams such as the San Francisco 49ers, who were two and fourteen, the LA Rams, who were four and twelve, and then the Arizona Cardinals, who I think were six and ten. Yeah. I, I may be wrong with the Cardinals. And the the Seahawks struggled to win 10 games. They were 10-5-1. and one. Two, now, They beat the pa- Patriots. I understand that, you know. There are two ways. But I, Right. To to call I, out the AFC East. If he would have stopped after Tom Brady has the easiest route. Right. Even Patriots fans may be mad at that, but they can't argue it. They played Houston. Brock Osweiler was the starting quarterback. Like, right. Okay. Through three interceptions. Right. It was terrible. Now, or, or... To me, and again, this might be less, I might have less people on board here. If he puts conference at the end instead of division, you know, with, with Dallas and Green Bay and Atlanta, it, 
I understand you have Pittsburgh, yeah, you have some possible. I, I get it. People I get look it. down on Kansas City like we kind of right, did. right. Like it's not as clear cut as if he just stops after the easiest route. But to say the division, the and, division thing is so stupid. Right, right. And as I put out on our Facebook page earlier today, Tom Brady, the Patriots, and the AFC East, thirty-six combined victories. Two playoff teams, Patriots and Dolphins. Two teams with ten or more wins, Patriots and Dolphins. Not a single team had four or less wins. The the Bills, I think, won seven, and the Jets won six. Not great, but not two or four that your fellow NFC West teams did, Earl Thomas. They had 23 combined wins, 13 less than the AFC East. Only one playoff team by default for winning the divisions the Seahawks got in. They were the only team with ten wins, and you had two teams with four or less wins. So adding the division thing on there is just comical. It makes no sense whatsoever. Right. And there, there are years where he could have made that argument. Oh, yeah. Well, well it's this funny. Not the like year. six years ago, the NFC West was a laughing stock. Then all of a sudden, the Seahawks 49ers right. got good and the Cardinals Last weren't so year would have been rough, but like the three years prior to that could have made the argument. From what? Was it 12, 13, 14? And like honestly, last years? year, based on the other teams, not the Patriots, but based on the other teams last year, he probably still could have made the argument. This year, it's tough to make that argument, Earl. So yeah, so I just had to get over that because it I think, just made me laugh. And I think it's just like he's probably he, bitter he, that he couldn't play. Right, he's frustrated because he can't play, and he's sitting on social media watching the game, which, which is never a good. Especially thing to do. when he's bitter because his team just lost. He's bitter because he couldn't be there to play to help his team. Yeah, it, there's a lot going on there, but it doesn't make it correct. So um, before we wrap things up here. Um, Steelers are up nine to seven on the Chiefs. You heard Justin and I mentioned they're the not back. getting the points in the red zone. Well, they just intercepted Alex Smith. Uh, we talked about Ryan doesn't Shazier. have doesn't make the mistakes. Well, we made one he here. Just made now, one here. It's going to be huge. Can the Steelers get a touchdown here or be held to another field goal? That that'll be it'll uh, be interesting. There's yeah. seven and a half minutes to play in the second quarter. We did have a couple questions from my dad when we talked about the Cowboys at the beginning. Um, his first one was that he didn't like um, spiking the ball instead of the calling timeout because he said they left too much time for, for Rodgers. I guess uh, they could have. Yeah. I, I don't know. I didn't see that part. I missed that. Yeah, I, I only started to tune in with 90 seconds left because we were putting the girls to bed. So right. I miss, I miss uh, um, most of the fourth quarter. Well, they when they got the first down to really put them in field goal range, they spiked it. Jesse James with a huge catch. Yeah. Penn yeah. State. Um, That's my lone holdout. I know not to jump in. No, I just I want to see a Penn Stater in the Super Bowl. So if it is the Steelers again, I'll be psyched because Jesse James is a Penn yeah. Stater. I don't know if the Patriots have anyone. Um, the Falcons actually may have Nate Stupar. I think so. I don't know if he's... Injured right now, but I, I don't know. I think he is. He does play for the Falcons, I believe. Um, uh, but anyways, you were saying about the Cowboys-Packers. Yeah, I think they, they spiked it when they had the first down, and like that ended up saving a lot of time. I, I think that's what he's referring to. I agree. Um, I think at that point, though, and I was the same way, I honestly thought they're not playing for... They're not playing for the field goal. They were playing for the touchdown. Like They were going... Now, I don't off the top of my head, I don't know that that's actually how it went out. You know, that that's how it kind of played out. But, I, yeah, it did. Because they got it to, like, third and two, I think. And then it was incomplete. Um, but I, I'm i not 100% sure. But I, I think they were they thought the same thing. We're going for the touchdown to win this. 
I think that's why it kind of went that way. Um, so, we'll... Uh, I must be wrong about that. Yeah, I he, he might have been somewhere else this year. I thought Nate Stupor was there. He well, used to be, but I don't know. Well, he was, he was I know there. he was also in San Francisco. Yeah. Um. So, oh man, uh, Jesse James may be our only hope. <laughs> so, when you look at that, you know, it is kind of that management, but at the same time, I mean, I don't know. The, it It's hard to say. The defense is one play away. They were one play away from making that, and it was a third and 20, and they gave up 30, 35 yards. Right. You know, like, that's that's the hard part. That's the really hard part to kind of think about here. Third and third 20, and, 20 yeah. and they gave up. But sometimes those, when you have a quarterback like that, sometimes those right. are the and ones he, that... He rolled out to the side. You know, he had the time, like, I just... Don't get me wrong. I'm not upset about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually the opposite of upset about it. But, um, you know, that's it, it, just that's one of those things that you've seen. You've seen Aaron Rodgers do that kind of thing. How many times? You know. Right. But I honestly thought they were going to kind of get maybe like 15 yards and then have the hail mary. You know, Aaron Rodgers hail mary. Well, yeah, that's what I was thinking, thinking he was can't do happen. it again, right? No. Like, he can't do it again. Well, we actually and honestly, the, the way, practice to defend the way, it. The way he rolled out, I thought. Is he throwing this to the end zone on third and twenty? Like, are they gonna just because just say, ah, screw it? Like, I know it's crazy, but I think Aaron Rodgers can throw it sixty-five yards. Oh, absolutely. Like, the rumors are like I remember now. I know he's a long way removed from this, but the rumors were like in college how he used to stand at like the fifty-yard line. I say stand. He'd actually be on on a knee at the fifty-yard line and just routinely chuck him to the end zone from a knee Ooh. at the fifty-yard line. Ben Roethlisberger was just intercepted oh by Eric Berry, gosh. I believe, in the end zone. The pass is intended and for Antonio Brown. Wow. So. What is that? I don't know that they've made the red zone all every time, but they've been in Chiefs territory at least four times. And they have nine and points. Three field goals. Yeah, not it, the best. It, I don't know. Like, they may be able to get away with that, but it. if you look back at a game, like – Playoff games, you can't have that. You no. can't have that. But we'll see. I say that. They've only given up seven points to the Chiefs, so they might be able to get away with it. As far as I can tell, Jesse James is the only hope for Penn State to um, add to their streak. I believe this will be the 51st Super Bowl, and I think something like 45 of them have featured Penn Staters. At least one is on the roster uh, of a Super Bowl participant um, last year. We had Jordan Norwood from the Broncos. Yeah, who made some big plays. He did make some big plays. Um, and trying to think, was there was there anyone else in that game What's last year for the Panthers? I don't. I want to say no, but again, some of those guys that hang at the bottom of the roster and I'm feature right. on special teams, I, I can't say I always remember where they are. I like, don't think there. Were I thought Stupar was still in Atlanta. Apparently, he's not. Um, so, a couple more questions from my dad. Um, let's see if I can pull it up here. Uh, I think one of them was about um, what's going on with Romo. Do I do we think that they'll keep Romo or will they trade him? I think they're certainly going to try to trade him. I don't think they're going to keep him. I think they will try to trade him. If they can't get a trade even for a late-round pick or a conditional pick, um, I think they cut him. Because I, I think he'll want that. Right. Here's the thing. like Everybody's like, oh, they'll trade him. They'll trade him. 
For what? He's injury prone and like 36. Exactly. Who's going to, what are you going to get? Everybody's like, oh, well, he's a starting quarterback. Yeah, he'll probably start wherever he goes got for a, two games term. and then he's going to get hurt. You're giving up a player, like, essentially the rights to a player that's like 21 right. for a player that's 36. That has a history of not being able to play because he's hurt. Like that's, that's unfortunate, but that's just the way it is. Right. Um, you know, I just, I, I think they're going to end up having to cut him. And honestly, at that point, maybe they keep him. You know, maybe they keep him for next year. I know, and that's probably not what he wants. Um, but maybe they keep him. That's maybe if they if they thinking they can afford it. Sure, why not? Oh, you know what? I remember this. I remember that Stupar signed there because Maudie sent out was a excited tweet. about it. Was excited. Yeah, so about Stupar that. was in Atlanta for two seasons. Uh, and remember, he was on the uh, the uh, NFC Champion Forty Nine ers. Yes. Uh, he was on the practice squad of the Eagles one of his first years in the league. Um, but he's made a name for himself with the 49ers and briefly with the Jaguars, two years with the Falcons, and now he's with the, was with the Saints this year, and he's there for another two years unless they uh, get rid of him this offseason. Uh, so, yeah, Jesse James, our, our only hope is Penn State fans. It's unfortunate. I wish there was more. Um, then the, the last thing wasn't really a question from my dad. He just said, go Atlanta and go Kansas City. Do you echo those sentiments? You want to put no. that out there? No, no I'm, not, I'm certainly not putting that out there. So I, does that I mean you're going to say go Atlanta, go Pittsburgh? I'm not going to say that either. You're not going to say that either. I'm just going to say go team. Go team. Go team. You're really not going to start singing Wiz Khalifa or you know, throw not, your terrible towel in the air? Not yet. Now, that's not to be said. If if Pittsburgh wins this game <laughs> next week, you're all aboard. swinging a terrible towel. I'll do whatever it takes <laughs> next week. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah, I'll, um, I'll be crying on the inside as I do that. But hey, <laughs> sometimes hey, you know, there, sometimes you got to do something you don't. That's not pleasant to avoid the lesser of evil. two evils right. or enemy of my enemy is my right, friend. Exactly. You know, however you want to look at it, because we obviously don't want to see the Patriots get a fifth ring, and either the Steelers or Chiefs are the first step in stopping that. And if they can't do it, either right. the Falcons or Packers will have to. Yeah, so. yeah. I just with these teams left, I can say for certain. Unlike two years ago, when I actually. Rooted for the Patriots. I still have trouble admitting. My I will not be this. rooted for the Patriots this year. Um, and obviously, if uh, if the Steelers end up going there, I'll be rooting for the Steelers. Um, if it's Chiefs, I'll probably be rooting for the Chiefs because even though the Falcons haven't been there recently, Chiefs haven't been there in a long time. Uh, yeah. So I, I would definitely be all about Kansas City. Um, if it's Packers Patriots, I'd be all about the Packers. So yeah, go team, you know. Go team. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. All right. Was there anything else to say this week? Check to see if we've got any outstanding comments or questions before we wrap it up here on the 220th episode of our show. We'll be back again next week uh, for the AFC Championship and NFC Championship recap. Uh, the late game which I think starts at like 6.30 or something like that, will probably be after halftime and sometime in the third quarter while we're doing our show. So uh, we'll be able to catch uh, the tail end of that one. And uh, we'll obviously recap what happened in the earlier game, which I believe the NFC Championship is on at 3. And the AFC Championship is on at 6.30 or something like that. that. So um, the Steelers did stop the Chiefs after their turnover. And uh, the Steelers have the ball back. 
at midfield. So we'll sign off here and let you all get back to watching the Steelers-Chiefs game. Uh, but make sure you tune in next week as we wrap up uh, the playoffs. Uh, all we'll be left with is uh, the Super Bowl when we're on next week, and we'll know who our two teams are. And we'll actually we'll do our Super Bowl preview in two weeks because then the Super Bowl weekend, you know, is, I know ratings and eyeballs, you know, us in the Super Bowl are pretty neck and neck. But, you know, we let the NFL have it. Um, and we don't do a show on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, we'll we'll do our preview the, the Sunday before the the dead zone, you know, the dead week in between the championship games and the Super Bowl. We'll do our Super Bowl preview and predictions then. So, uh, anything to, else to say or add, Justin? Uh, no, no, nothing, nothing this week. <laughs> very, very uh, talkative. Yeah. yeah, I'm good with words. You're good with words. Sure, sure, sure. All right, well, then that wraps up this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Uh, we hope you tune in every <laughs> Sunday evening for our take on sports. Until next time, I'm J-Raff. And I'm Joe Mays. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. Tune in every Sunday for the latest sports discussions from Joe and Justin. Each episode is available live on Ustream or Mixler and can be downloaded or streamed on iTunes and SoundCloud. You can interact with Joe and Justin on Facebook and Twitter. And stay up to date with the guys at JoeMaysAndJRaff.com. The Joe Mays and JRaff Show is part of the JMNJR Radio Network. For more info, visit JMNJRRadio.com.